Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Len. It's just over a week since the Hamas attack on Israel. Can we take stock of what energy markets have been doing since then? Certainly. Well, Brent has rallied from a low of around uh, 83 and a half on Friday, 6th of October, up to highs over 91 yesterday. And the front contract UK gas price, as an example of the European gas markets, rallied from around 88 pence per therm on the 6th of October, up to a high of uh, 140 pence per therm at the end of last week. Um, but it's worth noting that other markets have also recovered from heavy sell-offs that happened in the week before the attack. And the S&P 500, for example, is, is uh, much higher than the low it set at before that, that event. And so I think we can say that some of the move higher in oil um, last week could be explained by a technical recovery after having a large sell-off, rather than being purely about the events in Israel. The increase in gas prices have been much more dramatic, and there has indeed been some disruption to gas supply coming out of the conflict in the sense that um, one uh, gas platform off the coast of Israel was shut down, and that could have some impact on possible um, LNG flows into Europe. But also last week, there was uh, damage done to an undersea gas interconnector linking Estonia and Finland, which is suspected to be, have been sabotaged. The perpetrators are not mentioned or determined as yet, but uh, presumably fingers might point at Russia. And that's a real worry for Europe's um, subsea gas and indeed oil and um, electricity infrastructure as well. So that's obviously a very worrying event for markets. And so that will have had a big impact on gas prices as well. And consequently, it's hard to assign all of the increase in gas prices to the conflict versus this uh, this act of sabotage. So overall, I think it's quite hard to be sure how much of the moves we saw last week and into this week have been attributable to risk stemming from the war um, versus other factors. We must not forget the fundamentals. The International Energy Agency published their latest report last week. What did they have to say? Well, the forecasts um, in the latest report haven't really changed much from the one that they published in the previous month. But if we just go through those and just recap what that tells us about the state of the market. So the amount that the IEA sees OPEC needs to produce in order to balance the market over the last quarter of this year is about 29.2 million barrels per day. The first quarter of next year, it's rather lower, 27.7 million barrels per day. And the whole of 2024 on average, OPEC needs to produce about 28.3 million barrels per day to balance the market. Now, if we look at how that compares to what the IEA estimates OPEC have actually been producing in the most recent month they've calculated it for, they see 28.2 million barrels per day. So if this rate of output is continued for the remainder of this year, the market will be in a deficit of about a million barrels per day over the last quarter of this year. And in the first quarter of next year, the market could experience a surplus of about 500,000 barrels per day if that same rate of production is maintained. But if the Saudis do not extend their additional voluntary cuts, which are currently scheduled to end at the end of this year, the market would be a surplus of 1.5 million barrels per day in the first quarter of the year. And if we look at 2024 overall, the market will be broadly balanced if the Saudis maintain their cut throughout 2024, or in a, in a surplus of about a million barrels per day if they don't maintain their cut. So clearly much is going to hinge on what uh, OPEC Plus decide at their meeting next month. Coming back to the war, can we talk about some possible scenarios as to how the war might unfold and what this means for energy markets? 
Well, at the moment, there's a lot of diplomatics going on uh, that seem to be aimed at keeping Iran out of the war, particularly and as as well as its proxies, Hezbollah, and to prevent the conflict spilling over into Lebanon, the West Bank, and, and perhaps more widely. The Saudi Crown Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman has been in touch with President Raisi of uh, Iran about the, the conflict, even though they've only recently reopened diplomatic ties. Uh, the US and others are working on humanitarian corridors to enable aid uh, to come into Gaza, although no success on that as yet. And and these are just a few examples. It's also worth noting there have been suggestions the ground operation is going to be very difficult. I mean, for example, uh, General David Petraeus, who, who commanded uh, America's wars in both Iraq and Afghanistan, said uh, that he couldn't imagine a more challenging contextual set of circumstances than, than what they're going to face uh, there. So if the diplomatic efforts do succeed in preventing an escalation, that limits the risk for energy markets, and the market could potentially return to worrying about uh, supply and demand and the balance for next year, just as we've been uh, discussing about. On the other hand, if they fail and Iran does become more involved in the war and it escalates, then there's potential for disruption to supply and potentially um, higher prices. If it happens, what form might that disruption take? Well, if Iran were to become more involved in the conflict, there is potentially a danger to shipping through the Strait of Hormuz. Uh, around 20% of the world oil output and 20% of, of world uh, liquefied natural gas output is shipped along Iran's western coastline and through the Strait of Hormuz, which is a narrow channel at the end of the Arabian Gulf. And that's a choke point for world oil markets and gas markets. And Iran has often threatened to close that to shipping in the past. So any reduction in shipping capacity through the Strait would would be a serious issue for oil markets and I think something that's not really priced into oil, particularly what we mentioned at, at the beginning, that yes, oil's higher, but to some extent that could be put down to technical factors. So I think the market's going to be very sensitive to developments around how the ground offensive unfolds, and there's a possibility of retesting last month's highs over, over $97 per barrel. Thank you, Kalem. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Len. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Investec's weekly energy update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investtech.co.uk or visit investtech.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you. <laughs>